Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the podcast. Hey, this must be a word that a lot of us need to hear. <laughs> Why do I say that? Well, we're pressing on through the uh, Gospel of Mark, right? And we're in the 13th chapter, and this is uh, Jesus' Olivet Discourse, is what it's often called. And it's where Jesus is on the Mount of Olives talking. That's why they call it that. And we have an account in Matthew 24, 25, Mark 13, Luke 21. And we've actually covered it a good bit before, like in Matthew, and I mention this passage all the time because it's so, so important for us. And so I was recording our podcast time here together, and I looked up. And it wasn't recording. I get little squiggly lines. I went, what in the world is this all about? So I had to go back and do a little troubleshooting, found out what it was. And uh, so I'm getting it recorded again. <laughs> so, but it was really great the first time. <laughs> this happens every now and then. I think it's the Lord's way of um, keeping everybody humble, right? This really is important. Okay, So let's just start with uh, Mark 13, beginning with verse 1. We covered the first four verses in the previous episode. But let's remind ourselves of the context. It says this. And Jesus was going out of the temple as he was going. One of his disciples said to him, Teacher, behold, what wonderful stones and what wonderful buildings. And Jesus said to him, Do you see these great buildings? Not one stone would be left upon another, which will not be torn down. As he was sitting on the Mount of Olives, opposite the temple, Peter and James and John and Andrew were questioning him privately. So they must, and this is me. They, they were asking questions about the statement he had made there and probably some other statements following up while they were walking over there. And they asked him this question, verse 4. Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? Okay? So they're saying, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all of these things are going to be fulfilled? So they were thinking about a lot of things, as I mentioned in the previous episode, that Jesus had been speaking of late. So here's what Jesus says to them in verse 5. And Jesus began to say to them, See to it that no one misleads you. Very first thing Jesus says. Just think about this. Listen to it again. See to it that no one misleads you. It's a command, an imperative, an instruction. Okay, we are to see to something. We have a role and a responsibility, okay, individually and corporately as the body, as, as groups. See to it that no one misleads you. This tells us that people will try to mislead us. This tells us that entities will try to mislead lead us, that uh, organization, institutions, whatever, will try to mislead us. And Jesus says, you have a role and a responsibility to see to it that no one misleads you. Well, how do we go about seeing to it that no one misleads you? In the next verses, as a matter of fact, the next verse, he starts giving some detail as to how, uh, what this misleading is and what he's talking about, just parts of it, okay? Well, here's how we do it, folks, okay? We see to it that no one misleads us by abiding in the Lord. John 15 talks about that. By abiding in Him walking in him by knowing his word and understanding his word 
we, we do a lot of things to sort of pervert the Word of God. You know, sort of in, the, uh, in some circles, they're real big on a, oh, well, you know, I read my devotional today. You can't imagine how much that just, I don't know why it is, it's something that just grates me in my spirit. Every time I hear somebody say, oh, I did a devotional today. And I have to be careful because I know they, they more often than not, they meet it, not they mean it innocently and sincerely. And I know that. It's my problem, okay? <laughs> but the, but what, what we've communicated to people their entire lives is, well, if you just take this little time right here where you're devout for a few minutes, if you'll take 10 minutes, if you'll take an hour, and then, and then you're devout during that hour, then you can do what you want to the rest of the time. I mean, that's literally what's communicated in this. And so um, that's not what I'm talking about with the Word. Uh, we need to read the Word of God. You need to study the Word of God. You need to take the Word of God in. You need to speak the Word of God to each other. Okay? You need to teach the Word of God. You need to receive teaching. You need to preach the Word of God. You need to receive preaching, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? And the Lord has equipped His body to do these kind of things and what is needed for that time. But we, we do not do a, a good, uh, a, we don't do a good job of this, folks. I mean, you've heard me rant and rave so often about this. Most of what passes and what we call preaching and presenting messages really doesn't do anything with the Word of God. They use it as a pretense, and then they launch off into something. I mean, it's just really sad when you sit there and really evaluate it. So we really have a role to make sure that we're not misled, even in the way that somebody uh, teaches and preaches and leads the Word of God. And the same way with the Spirit. This is the big thing that we're going to see in the next verse right here, if I can move on to the next verse. Also, um, uh, we have the body of Christ. We have the Word of Christ. We have the body of Christ. We have the Spirit of the Lord that will empower us to see that no one misleads you. So the Word of God, um, the Spirit of God, the body of Christ, abiding in Him, See to it that no one misleads you. Then Jesus says this in verse 6. Many will come in my name saying, I am he and will mislead many. So let me hurriedly tell you what I think is going on right here. I know that a major teaching of this is that many will come and claim to be a Messiah, claim to be the Christ, claim to be God. Many will come and say my name. I am that I am is the same thing as what God said to Moses. Okay, When Moses said, who do I say is sending me? You tell them, I am is sending you. So Jesus is saying, many will come saying, I am, and they're going to mislead. There will be many that will follow false Christ. And we're told this in other portions of Scripture too. False Christ, false prophets, false teachers, okay? False leaders. There's also false shepherds. There's all sorts of terms that are used, okay? That many will come and they will be false in all this. There's many a false shepherd right now. There's many a false leader right now, many a false prophet. They're frauds, okay? And they will mislead many. But then there are going to be some that will come, and they will acknowledge that Jesus is Messiah. In other words, they're not the false ones that, that, that don't really acknowledge. They'll say that Jesus is I am, but they don't believe it. There will be some that will come that will believe it. They'll actually believe that Jesus is Messiah. But then they will mislead many. Well, how will they mislead? This is a major problem today. They will not teach the totality of the Word of God. They will not teach the fullness of all that God has given us. They will sit there and say, oh, uh, well, that's not for now. That was for a previous time. So we don't have to worry about that. And we don't believe that now. That is rampant within the body. That is misleading. And what does the Lord say about it? See to it 
that no one misleads you. I tell you, folks, we must as individuals, if you're listening uh, to a teaching, if you're listening to a message, if you're, someone's carrying on a conversation, whatever it may be, you must, must, must uh, bring it before the Word of God, bring it for the Spirit of God, and make sure that no one misleads you. Now, there's tremendous grace in this, okay? Because sometimes people will misspeak. <laughs> I do it all the time. And so, uh, if someone sits there and says that, well, Moses got all the animals in the ark. It was really Noah, right? In other words, they misspoke something. And then they keep pressing on. They don't catch it. Boy, we, we all have grace and mercy in that. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. I am talking about when somebody says something and they quote it out of the Bible and it's the exact opposite. I experienced that this week. Somebody was just, you know, teaching and preaching and going on, going on. And they come back and they say something. And I'm going, that is the right opposite of what the scripture says. Now, the thing is, in this particular instance, I know they didn't do it maliciously. I know they do it out of ignorance because they simply don't know the word, but everybody thinks they know the word and they don't know the word. I'm not talking about you have to know every jot and tittle. No, that's, that's the wrong heart with this. But the thing is that we need the body one another to make sure that we don't fall into a misleading type of situation. If you are a leader, then be very careful. James tells us that. Simply speak what you know. If you don't know and you're uncertain, uncertain, don't say it, okay? Otherwise, you will mislead many. So what did Jesus say? See to it that no one misleads you. Well, my time's up. I'll see you all in the next episode.